You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. A lot going on with the San Francisco 49ers and the offseason's just getting going. And I want to remind everybody about Get Upside, today's sponsor. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents or more per gallon cash back on your first tank. So much going on with these San Francisco 49ers, Croc. We got to start with the big news today, and that was that offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel stepping out from Kyle Shanahan's shadow. He's going to be the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I want to go to first the comments from his fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, who responding to this news on Twitter said, absolute best in the game. Nobody gets more out of his players than McDaniel. Most creative run scheme out there, so deserving of this promotion. And we've heard a lot of good things about Mike McDaniel. Got to know him a little bit more this year in his new role as offensive coordinator. Heard him speak to the media a lot more. I think he got better doing that as the year went along. But still, Croc, I'm slightly surprised that during this hiring cycle that McDaniel got one of those head coaching jobs. Are are you surprised at all about this news? Are you surprised because he's half black? (laughs) No. First of all, (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea that he okay, so there are a couple of things here. One, I learned that he was half black. Two, I learned a new word, multiracial or or something. I've never heard that. And all my kids are multiracial. Oh, is, is he more than biracial? I don't know. Is that what that means? Well, biracial more than is, one thing. Biracial is two. Multi, I would think, would imply that there's something else in there as well. So Maybe. my son, my son I, Juice, his yeah. mom is uh half puerto rican half filipino and then obviously i'm i'm okay. black so right. he's multiracial not biracial now my other kids are white and black so and they don't look like him like <laughs> he so it's shocking to everybody and i kind of put a joke out there a little bit like uh, kind of a joke not a joke but uh, it kind of went over a lot of people's heads but anyways i i would have never known unless you told me now now that i see him and I and now I look at him through a different lens, and I'm like, oh, I do see it. Like you do got a little, but yeah, it's he, you know, he, yeah. No, I was, <laughs> no, I, was I was surprised by that when I heard that too. You know, what's funny is just a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, I think it was Deadspin had an article and it was like, oh, these NFL teams, you can't hire just another white guy. And then I think that's where I learned about it because everyone's like, hey, actually, and they went back to an old article where he talked about it and like, actually, this dude's biracial. <laughs> and 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 they're like, oh, sorry, disregard <laughs> that last article we just wrote. It's pretty funny. So um, yeah. And, and, that comes into play for the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a little while about uh, the draft compensation that again is going to be coming the 49ers way because of minority hires outside of the organization, uh, head coach and GM positions. I mean, the 49ers have tripled the league's minority coaches coming out of their staffs the last couple of years. Right. Uh, and Martin Mayhew, the GM. So good on the 49ers for that. I know they took some heat about the Embry thing and I think it's, All that is becoming a lot more clear. We'll talk Anthony Lynn, assistant head coach now for the 49ers as well. But let's focus here on Mike McDaniel. Were you surprised at all that he got the job just because of what he had done on the field, Croc? And and I know you want that offense, that Shanahan offense. You want that running game. He would be the guy to go to. 
but I didn't really, you know, through the, the media and he has fun and he, he shows his true colors, which is cool. But I just was like, I, I never thought, oh, this guy's going to go out there and he's a leader of men and he's going to be a head coach in the NFL. I kind of didn't think that. I, I And maybe it's unfair to him. It, it just seemed like a guy who was riding Kyle's coattails. So I'm sure for him having the opportunity to get out from under Kyle Shanahan a little bit to prove he's his own coach and maybe have a chance to call some plays finally too is probably great for, for McDaniel. Although I know at least the those scripted plays, I'm sure Mike McDaniel had his fingerprints all over those every game. Well, I was going to say, are we sure that Kyle Shanahan is not riding his coattail? Because if you listen to what Kyle Juszczyk said, best in the business. Nobody skews up the run game better than him. And everybody says Kyle Shanahan. But (laughs) you got Mike McDaniel, who's been, I mean, shoot, he's been with Shanahan since, what, 2011? So has it been him the whole time? (laughs) You know? Yeah, and maybe, and he's obviously really smart, and I I like hearing him when he's coaching players. He comes off as like, oh, this dude's with it, and I, I feel like he's a really good teacher. And even sometimes when somebody in the media asks him a certain question about a specific thing and why why did you do something a certain way, he break, breaks it down in a way that's it really does. easy to understand. And so uh, he does seem like a really good teacher, and he's really smart. So smart and a good teacher, I mean, you're most of the way there to being a, a really good coach you know yeah he went into the fire is the question he doesn't he doesn't look like that but i do think the nfl is kind of transitioning away from the vic fangios and getting these guys that just they 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 look different and it's almost the the guy that just got hired for the uh gm job with the minnesota vikings quezzy i believe his name yeah so Uh, from the from the 49ers background back in the day yeah, in his background with the 49ers, like he was like accountant. You know, he he comes from like an accounting background. Like that's what he did. Like I, I guess he worked on like Wall Street. All right. Then now he finds himself in his GM role and he's not your traditional GM from what we're told GMs are, right? Different, totally different background. And you look at, you know, some of the coaches that are being hired in today's game and you look at Mike McDaniel, he's just different. He might not look like your traditional head coach, you know, especially if you're used to seeing Jim Harbaugh, if you're used to seeing Vic Fangio, those type of guys that are like manly men, right? And then you look at Mike McDaniel and he's a little nerdy, right? He has this uh, different look. He's from Smoky Mountain, Colorado, wherever the hell he's from. And he he looks like he's from Colorado, right? What's going down over there? And he just looks, he looks a lot different. But I think because of who he is, I think you know, his personality. And I'm, I can't wait to watch his head coaching, the press conference when he gets introduced, because I think that personality is going to shine through. And uh, I think the players are going to say, you know what, kind of like Kyle Shanahan, who is really young, kind of hip coach. He wears the Yeezys and stuff like that. As long as you can lead them in somehow, some way, and guys do it different ways, players will get behind that. And I think they'll get behind Mike McDaniel. The nerds. It sounds like, real quick, it sounds like Kyle Juszczyk was definitely behind him. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so what you're saying, Croc, is the nerds have won or the nerds are winning. They've tipped the scales, it sounds like, in the NFL. Hey, and that wasn't hey. easy to do. That was not easy <laughs> to do if you know NFL culture and you know how people speak behind the scenes in the NFL. Yeah. See, so, you know, got a, we got a comment right here and he says, Joe Staley said, McDaniel is the architect and Kyle's the play caller. Now, McDaniel is going to have to prove that he can be the p- play caller as well as the architect. Right. He's going to have to do both. And Kyle's going to have to prove he can do both. But maybe he brought in his own architect now in Anthony 
Lynn, assistant head coach. Let's talk about Anthony Lynn, how this all works together with the 49ers coaching staff, uh, how this pertains to the NFL draft. Could Jimmy G be on his way to Miami as well? Lots of questions and uh, a few answers here coming up on today's episode of Locked On 49ers. But I'm going to let the folks out there know about Built Bar. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. A lot of people do one day into the new year. Sometimes it takes a month, but uh, for most of us, it has happened, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolutions to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them, and that's the key to any diet is is find stuff you like and and stick to it. And be smart about it, right? So, I mean, we're talking puffs. You like marshmallows? How about these puff flavors of Built Bars? By the way, Churro Puff is back at Built.com. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't and you're missing out on Built Bars, best tasting bars, according to a lot of folks out there. I personally like the peanut butter myself. I know Crocs are cookies and cream guy, but puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Churro Puff, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. These are going to be your new favorite, and all you got to do is go to Built.com to find those. You can get a mixed box and try all kinds of flavors. All Built Bars are covered, by the way, in 100% real chocolate, and those puffs are included in that. And most Built Bars contain only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So Anthony Lynn, the question now is, is Anthony Lynn going to come in as assistant head coach and also offensive coordinator and just take over the entire role that Mike McDaniel had? Maybe a little bump and pay, get that assistant HC money, right? Which I think we talked about, Croc, here on the podcast. We were wondering what was going on with Embry being asked to take a pay cut. Yeah. Uh, former Titans coach. And I think it was pretty clear the 49ers were, were, were shopping for a big fish as an assistant head coach. And Anthony Lynn was that guy. So Anthony Lynn is in, and he's had some really good running games in his career. We've seen it in multiple stops. Is he run game coordinator? Is he just assistant head coach and they bring in another offensive coordinator? Bobby Slowick, currently the passing coordinator. He could go back to win, you know, the Mikes. Mike McDaniel and Mike LaFleur were run game and pass game coordinator. Something like that. But uh, anyway, I think I think the 49ers were smart to get ahead of this Mike McDaniel thing. Or maybe they already knew that McDaniel was going to get the job when they hired Anthony Lynn. What are your thoughts on Anthony Lynn being hired as assistant head coach? Plus, we'll see what else he's doing. I'm assuming it's going to be something like run game coordinator. I think that sounds about right for the run games Anthony Lynn has put together before. And by the way, has worked with both Mike and Kyle Shanahan in the past. Yeah, I actually have a few takes on this, and I, I won't get too long with it. I'll save one of them for a little bit later. But as it pertains to uh, Anthony Lynn, one, he was actually on the coaching staff when I was with the New York Jets. He was a running back coach. So uh, I remember one time I was just sitting in there eating lunch by myself, and who comes sits down right next to me? He had any table to sit at. He sat next to Eric Crocker because I'm just that cool, Anthony Lynn. All right, so uh, very little interaction with him just because typically offense messes with offense, defense messes with defense. So it's not like someone who I spoke to a whole lot. But, uh, you know, we crossed paths a few times in the building, so that was pretty cool. But he is a run game guy, you know, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. You also hit the nail on the head with, hey, you know, I think they potentially want another uh, assistant head coach. Who will that be? You didn't think the Embry uh, pay decrease or whatever was nothing. So 
bringing him in, I think that's awesome. I think he's dynamic with the run game, but I, I think they need to bring in something like what's up with like the passing game needs just as much of intention. All right, Kyle, you're supposed to be really good with the run game stuff, and you're the wizard doing that. And okay, you bring in the Anthony Lynn. That's awesome. Great job. Cool. But dude, what about the passing game? Now I was listening to Steve Young, and he put an emphasis on that too. Teams are throwing the ball all around. And at the end of the day, 49ers, you can lean heavy on the run game. And you can and you can be that. And you can and, and Baltimore Ravens, they can do that. But at some point, the passing attack has to be forward thinking as well. And I think right now with the 49ers passing game, everything runs off of the run game. That's cool. But can the 49ers have a passing offense that stands alone? And right now they haven't shown the ability to do that. Now, was that solely a Jimmy Garoppolo thing? Or was that, you know, we just don't haven't thought that far into it. You have McDaniels and all these guys that work together with the running game, man, they need to add to the passing game. So that's when I say, go get a guy who is really good at that. And I'd say, man, Pep Hamilton, bring him in as offensive coordinator. And now he won't run your offense, but he could be your passing game coordinator. Um, He could be your quarterback coach. Scranton Grillo, just get out of here. Go to Miami or something. Go be that offensive coordinator over there. And like, Bring Pep Hamilton because Pep Hamilton won, and I just talked about this on my YouTube channel. He's been coaching offense, quarterbacks, all that since 1997. Uh, he's been a quarterback guy most of his entire coaching career. All right, 2006, he spent working with the 49ers. He was a quarterback coach with uh, Alex Smith. I believe that was Alex Smith's second year, but can't really judge him there because he had seven different coordinators in seven different years. Uh, but the big part where I feel like he can really help, 2000. Uh, 11 and 12, he was quarterback coach and officer coordinator for Stanford with Andrew Luck, helped bring him along. And I guess the coach thought he did such a good job that they said, you know what? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring you with Andrew Luck. So we, yeah, we're going to draft Andrew Luck number one overall, but we're going to bring Pep Hamilton. He was the officer coordinator and quarterback coach for Andrew Luck's first four years in the NFL. So that's six straight years working with him. And then you see what he's done recently with Anthony Lynn, with the LA Chargers his hands and the development of, you know, uh, J Justin Herbert, who had a terrific rookie year. Well, who's behind that? Pep Hamilton had a lot to do with helping that situation. And then this last year, we talked about Davis Mills, and we had the Texans guys on, and they're like, oh, no, no, Jimmy G. No, please, no, Jimmy G. We got Davis Mills. Well, who's helping Davis Mills come along? The guy who had 13 career uh, games played in college. Pep Hamilton. He's the quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. So, I I, I like the Anthony Lynn hire, but man, we got to bring in stuff that's going to be a little bit more dynamic with this passing game. I'm with you, man. Uh, improve the running game and improve the passing game. You, you can't you, you can't have one without the other in today's NFL, and and hopefully Trey Lance is a huge part of that passing game life, and maybe even taken off. And we'll see if the lid gets blown off that passing game for the 49ers uh, with the however this coaching staff ends up shaking out but pep hamilton's not a bad name uh he's he's been good in multiple stops and uh, i like that name out there for passing game coordinator to team up with anthony lynn although they'd have to do something about bobby slowick who's the current he would have to be or but already. Hey, daniel's gonna take some people with him to miami someone's gonna go so might be scangarello might be bobby slowick you know uh, or and, he's and pep is already here's pep hamilton i don't know I think he's already passing in coordinator. So you'd have to give him even more of a bump. You'd have to name him officer coordinator. Do you go you go get OC. him away from Houston? Yes. Yeah, so you you just give him complete OC and, and maybe enough. Maybe 
maybe assistant head coach, offensive game specialist or whatever, a running game specialist. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's some way they could structure it to make all of that make sense. Right. And 49ers might just be fine with just Anthony Lynn. And that's cool. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of developing your rookie because Kyle Shanahan has no patience. Clearly, we've seen how he is with rookies and guys that are in their development stages. He don't he doesn't he doesn't want to deal with any of that stuff. So you need somebody that's one has patience, two is able to get hands on and understand what this guy's going through and has been in this situation several times before. And I'm not saying it works with everybody, but it definitely with the guys that have that big time talent, he's definitely been a part of helping them to some extent. So like man, Kyle, you know, he's a little weird when it comes to that. And how patient will he be with Trey Lance as he goes through some of these lumps? Get somebody that's going to be hands-on day-to-day with him that will be more patient than Kyle Shanahan will. That, that's huge. And Anthony Lynn's proven he could do that. I mean, we saw what it looked like Justin Herbert, his rookie year under Anthony Lynn. Um, yeah, and and you're right. Kyle's not patient at all. I think that's huge with Anthony Lynn coming in. And just another adult in the room, a guy who's been a head coach. He's been through a lot. He, he's seen a lot of things. And um, I, I love that. I love the hire of Anthony Lynn. One question about Anthony Lynn, though, which – is one of the reasons I thought the 49ers needed to go shopping for an assistant head coach. And Matthew in the chat here brings this up. He says, love the Lynn hire, but Shani doubling down on poor clock management, high stress in-game management, not a great situation. And that's one of the things that has been um, the the thing that people really kill Anthony Lynn for is uh, some folks don't like his play calling, but he's not going to be a play caller here because it's going to be San Francisco or it's going to be uh, Kyle Shanahan as uh, San Francisco 49ers head coach and play caller. And that's probably never going to change. But the clock management. I thought Kyle could use somebody who's in the headset helping out with clock management and assistant head coach type of person. And maybe it could be somebody else. Maybe just some, you know, speaking of the nerds winning, how about just some other nerd uh, in the office somewhere that just has that broken down and is helping out with, with uh, game management and when to take timeouts and those types of things. But um, yeah, Anthony Lynn's not going to be the guy to help Kyle there. And it's a place that both have, have struggled according to a lot of folks in the past. I, I don't think Kyle's play clock management is as bad as people think. I think maybe there's some, it's maybe it's, there's a little bit of trust issues kind of intertwined in there with some of the aggressiveness or lack thereof when it comes down to the last couple few minutes of games or halves or whatever. But I think overall Kyle's, if you you can look at an isolated situation and make that into a thing, but I think more times than not, when you look at how he does things and how he manages the clock, I think he does a good job. Like eight out of ten times, he does a good job, but those two times that he doesn't is going to really stick out more than the other eight. Yeah, the big games and Kyle's right or wrong. Kyle's going to have he's going to have to shake that. You know, that that's the thing he's going to have to you shake. You can only shake it by winning. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the only way to do it. So uh, very Andy Reid like. So, um, all right. I want to move on. I'll talk a little bit about the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers that is still here in Jimmy Garoppolo. Could he go to Miami? 49ers draft picks now after getting some comp picks for Mike McDaniel leaving for Miami. And uh, maybe a, a future backup quarterback if Jimmy G does end up getting traded. But 49ers fans, first I'd like to tell you about GetUpside, an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Our listeners are earning cash back every single time they get gas on every single 
gallon every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store, Google Play right now. It's super easy and free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. It's super easy. I use it. You open up the app. You look at the map. You say, I want gas there. I'm going to claim that cash back prize. You go buy gas, cash back, put right into your account, and you can cash out anytime. There's no catch. The the cash gets added right into your account, and you can cash out to your bank account, to PayPal, an e-gift card, Amazon card, whatever. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN with the GetUpside app. All right. I'm seeing some uh, in the comments here. I hope Lance plays good enough because Kirk Cousins is a free agent in 2023. Yeah, let's not not go down that road today, guys. Come on. That's that's not the kind of podcast we want to have today. But I want to talk about Mike McDaniel in Miami. Now, by the way, first of all, if, if, we're, if we're keeping track at home, this is what's going on with coaches that are out and in so far with the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, they have now lost Mike McDaniels. He is going to be the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So offensive coordinator and you know maybe just run game coordinator is definitely open right now. Is that Anthony Lynn, who the 49ers have hired and already given him the title of assistant head coach D'Amico Ryans by the way who was up for some jobs pulled his name from some jobs and he is going to be coming back for year two as defensive coordinator for the 49ers so D'Amico Ryans has been retained Mike McDaniels is out the 49ers have fired tight ends coach who used to be assistant head coach John Embry by asking him to take a pay cut to be just tight ends coach he didn't like that Uh, he is gone Richard Hightower the 49ers have let go for the very same position with the Chicago Bears, which essentially tells me they were about to fire Hightower anyway, and the Bears came calling, and he they allowed the Bears to sign him away with a lateral move. So Richard Hightower now gone. The 49ers still do not have a special teams coordinator now because Hightower is the special teams coordinator of the Chicago Bears. So that's where we're at right now with the 49ers coaching staff. So, Croc, let me ask you this. If you are Mike McDaniel, you're heading over to Miami, I've actually called to a left-handed Jimmy Garoppolo before. So do you think <laughs> Mike McDaniel goes to Miami and says, oh, this is perfect. I just had the right-handed version of this guy. Now I've got the younger lefty version on a rookie contract who's cheaper. Or if you're Mike McDaniel, do you say, oh, man, I've seen what Jimmy can do in person. I can win with this guy. Let's send over a draft pick and bring Jimmy Garoppolo with me, maybe a couple assistant coaches as well. I don't think they send over the draft pick for Jimmy. I do think he tries it out with with uh, Tua. But he takes me as a person that is very upfront. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was so comfortable with Kyle Shanahan. Again, they've worked with each other since 2011. It's like, man, like, I don't need this job. Like, you know, eventually I'll probably have another opportunity at a head coaching job. So I'm going to go in and tell them exactly how I feel. He takes me as the person that's going to tell you how he feels. And he probably looked at Tua and is like, hey, you know, there's some things I feel like I can work with, but I'm not sold on them. So if I'm not sold, can you know, in a year, could we potentially move off of them and I have time to draft and develop my own guy or potentially trade for a veteran? Because I'm not 100% sold on Tua. There could be that. But Tua gets kind of this bad rap. And I haven't looked into this enough, but I've seen it. I think a lot of people are really down on him because of his rookie year. But it sounds like he improved year two. Again, I, I, I don't I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but that's just from the sounds of it, he has improved. 
Yeah, yeah. And if you talk to Dolphins fans, they say a lot of the same things that people get frustrated about Jimmy Garoppolo say. Everything's short and intermediate. They run a ton of RPOs in that system, which which two is really good at. And you look at Jalen Waddle, who they who they just drafted first round, and he's got four three speed. He's super dynamic and fast. He's like his numbers look like Wes Welker. He's catching like yeah. 10 passes per game for 76 yards, you know, tons of yeah. short stuff. Um, so but that's, you know, that's what that's a short and intermediate quick passing game is what Mike McDaniel's used to coaching in San Francisco. So is, is that right up his alley? Did, did he and I wonder how that went in the interviews. Does that help him get the job with the Dolphins where he sees Tua and he watches Tua's tape? And he's like, oh, dude, I love this. We're going to fix the running game now. He's going to do this. It's going to open up this and that. We're going to scheme this up. I like Tua. We can win with Tua. Does that get him the job? Or does he go in and say, oh, yeah, I think we need to go bigger than two. I think we should go revisit those Deshaun Watson trade conversations, right? Well, and does that yeah. give you the job because you already have a plan, you know what you want and what you don't want from your quarterback? I probably lean to the the earlier one where he probably saw Tua and part of him getting the job was him saying, I can win with Tua. That's my guess. Yeah, and if you, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a big requirement of it. Like wanting Tua. Wanted to see, wanting to see Tua succeed and believing that you can get the most out of him. So, uh, get his tough. Their offensive line is trash. I think they have the worst offensive line in the NFL. So they might have to put a whole lot of resources towards that position. Absolutely, they have to fix the offensive line. Probably add some running backs too. But um, good point here that my, uh, in the chat that. Miami probably will overpay for Lake and Tomlinson. So now the 49ers have another team, not only the New York Jets, to compete with, with their coaching staff, knowing a lot of their players, they might have some competition for some uh, some free agents that are upcoming. And absolutely, Miami would, I'm sure, have some interest in Lake and Tomlinson or someone like um, Raheem Mostert, right? Add some speed to that backfield. I could see Mostert signing in Miami easily or 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 the jets because they could use him as well so um there's gonna be a little bit more free agent competition for some players and offensive line is is probably going to be mike mcdaniel's first order of business for fixing that roster but i don't think jimmy garoppolo is going to miami to answer that question because i saw a lot of that stuff uh, a lot a lot of that stuff yeah I, I don't think you swap like oh man like two or four jimmy like i don't think it moves the needle that much it would have to be like you know, Mason Rudolph, like, oh, we don't want him. Okay, yeah, we'll take right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, right, right. That's why. Uh, Najee Harris was even like, yeah, you know, quarterbacks that could come. Yeah, of course, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he named somebody else. He's like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. He named everybody but Mason Rudolph. So it has to be a situation like that where it's like yeah. nobody wants you. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've seen enough of Mason Rudolph. They know that they don't want that for sure. So <laughs> yeah. let's see what else is out there. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely at the bar with beer goggles right now looking for quarterbacks. Um, this is now what the 49ers look like with draft compensation because the Niners are getting comp third round picks this year and next year for McDaniel getting hired away, according to the league's diversity program. So they still have their own second round pick, 61 overall. They have their own third round pick, which is 93 overall. Now they have a late third round pick that'll come after the third round. That'll be around pick 100 or so. Uh, for the Mike McDaniel compensatory selection. So an extra third round pick, late third, pretty good. Uh, that, that's that, that helps the 49ers who didn't have a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, they have their own fourth, 132 overall, according to the comp situation, the projected comp picks. Their own fifth round pick, 171-ish overall. 
Uh, they have the Broncos' sixth-round pick for linebacker Jonas Griffith. They traded away their sixth-round pick. I think I said last time is for Amenhu. Amenhu's the sixth round they gave up was 2023. The 2022 sixth-round pick was for uh, Jordan Willis last year. So they gave up future sixths two years in a row. So that's this year's sixth and next year's sixth is going to be gone. Uh, and then they have three seventh-round comp picks also coming for lost free agents last year. So that's nine draft selections altogether. And when they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to have a 10th selection. I don't know if 10 I rookies. that's going to be multiple picks. I don't think Jimmy is going to be just one pick. Well, and that's, I, but I'm assuming. Be, will be multiple picks in the same year. So it could, it could be maybe one this year, one next year. Uh, maybe only picks next year, but they'll, they'll probably get at least one pick back this year. How high is it? Like if it's a third second in the round fifth, pick, would a third and a fifth do it for you? I would probably press the team for a future second. I think they'll get a second, but it might not be this year. So that's why I'm thinking like a fifth this year, second next year, maybe some, you know, that doesn't do it for me. You'd rather have a, a third this year than a second next year. I, I would say it would have to be like, a fourth this year and a conditional uh, third next year that can be a second, like something right, along yeah. those lines. Something like that. But it could be a second. It could be just a straight-up second this year. And if it is, how about this? If the Niners get a second for Jimmy G, have two seconds, two-thirds, they're getting back into round one, dude. They, <laughs> round one's not out of the question, guys. The 49ers don't have a first-round pick, but let me just say, I, the way this is looking, 10 draft picks potentially – in this class nine right now. And then plus whatever they get for Jimmy G who knows, maybe 11 total picks. They have, they get a couple picks this year. Maybe they only get one, maybe one this year, one next year. If they have 10 draft picks, they're going to, and they're already going to move around. We start to creep upward back toward the first round. And we thought we weren't going to see a first round pick. Maybe, maybe they won't be able to get there, but maybe even higher than 61 in the second round, maybe at least top a top 50 pick in this class. It'll help the, it'll help right the, It'll help the podcast if they can get into the first round. <laughs> yeah, we might have, we might have to start looking at those late first round prospects a little harder now. Looking yeah. at uh, looking at all the draft picks the 49ers have going into the 2022 selection meeting. Okay, let's talk real quick about this last question in the chat. Shanahan will keep three quarterbacks. The newt says. Curious who you guys think the other two besides Lance will be. We well, already know who one of them is going to be. It's going to be Nate Sudfeld, but I think he's QB three. And I've talked about it in the past where I think the 49ers think that I think they need a QB2, a veteran QB2, a guy who is no threat to Trey Lance to compete to be a starter, but could potentially, I think you know where I'm going with this, Croc, could potentially win a game if he does have to play, if Lance gets hurt or whatever happens. So you're no threat to start in week one when Lance is healthy, but if Lance gets hurt, this is still a team that's competitive and wants right, to win. Let, let's so see if we're thinking the same guy. Let's see if we're thinking the same guy. All right, so on three, we'll say the guy that we're thinking. All right, one, okay. two, three. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, yeah, exactly. The, right. the Anthony Lynn hire just brings that all together, right? Former Anthony Lynn quarterback. He's the perfect veteran. He's not going to cost a ton. I think there's some other names out there, maybe Colt McCoy, um, uh, the Nick Mullins. I don't know. I don't even know what other names would make sense in that sort of a category. I can see them bringing Nick Mullins back, but. I think Colt McCoy would be a type because first of all, you know, steal some information from the guy who was just, who first of all, just beat the 49ers last year. And who is that, you know, non-threatening, but smart quarterback that could still. I will, I will say this. Yeah. I listened to Steve Young and he talked about as long as it's not like toxic guys, he thinks it's good to have a little awkwardness 
in the quarterback room. And what he meant by that is somebody that can potentially push Trey Lance. Like somebody that does make him a little uncomfortable kind of being behind him to where he's like, yeah, you got to raise your game. You know, he, uh, Steve Young talked about how when him and uh, Joe Montana were in the same room and how uh, Bill Walsh kind of went about it, like, hey, I got two quarterbacks. I don't know who's the guy, right? That made Joe Montana raise his game even more. And he thinks like that type of battle is healthy. It's awkward, but it's healthy as long as you don't have like bad apples in the room, right? If you have a guy that's going to be like, man, F this. I shouldn't be like, you know, if you have that guy, not okay. Well, maybe that's just the wrong guy in general. But if you have a guy that can, you know, okay, yeah, we're bringing you in to be the backup, but hey, man, this guy's kind of good. Man, he's picking up this offense. It's clicking. That's going to force a young guy like Trey Lance to raise his game, and that can help kind of speed up the process a little bit. So Steve Young likes it. He, likes, he thinks that awkwardness, and even the guy that can potentially threaten the guy, it's kind of a good thing. You want to push Trey Lance in a way that you're like, look, this is how you do it, and you better be better than this guy. You're competing with him, quote unquote, but not a situation where, oh, I'm not sure who the quarterback is going to be. Like we already been through that with Lance. He was a good soldier about it for a year. And you also hope that Trey Lance isn't cool with that. You almost want Trey Lance to be like, hell no, that is not happening. You know, I'm not cool with getting beat out for by anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't, you bring Jimmy back, I'm going to beat him out again this year. I don't I don't right. care who you bring in. Um I, I'm not I'm not going to play that. So I could see how there would be a little bit of help. Mariota, I think, is too expensive. That's the other problem in this because you don't want to pay $10 million for a backup quarterback, right? You want to you want to pay like $2 million for a guy, but it's good enough that he, if he has to get in, he can still win five a Five or less, ideally. Ideally, less. five or less. You right. don't want to go above that. Because, I I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather sign Lake and Tomlinson than a backup quarterback who I'm hoping is not going to play. You know, because you're talking about if you start talking about five, six, eight million dollars for a backup quarterback, that's a starting player elsewhere. That's Jaquaski Tart. That's uh, Lake and Tomlinson that you can't sign now just because you wanted a, a, an expensive backup quarterback. So you can't go too crazy with that. Uh, I see our guy Newt in the chat and he says, hey, think about maybe grab a guy, late, late round pick, uh, undrafted free agent quarterback. You know, maybe. I mean, undrafted. I, I mean, that's. RG3, Kirk Cousins. But again, obviously, like you spend the number three overall pick on a guy, like that's your guy. And everybody knows that. But you still can bring somebody in to where it's like, damn, they drafted a quarterback. Like that's going to go through your mind, even if it's a late round guy. Like, man, they, and, and it's cheaper. And it's much cheaper. Get another quarterback on another rookie contract and, and really make that room pretty cheap. But now uh, this class is a weak, a weak QB class at the top. But, but it's if you're kind of deep. Yeah, it's kind of deep. And if you're starting to look at like, you know, mid to late round guys that can come in and, hey, let's see what we got. There are guys that you can get in that range that that will be fine. I mean, uh, what's his name? Caleb Zappi, Zappi out of Western Kentucky. Oh, Zappi, yeah. You know, the, the sort of the the guy that nobody was really talking about at the Senior Bowl before the Senior Bowl started. Because right. the other five were bigger name quarterbacks that were kind of battling right. for QB1, maybe even first round picks for all those guys in the late first round. Uh, and then there was the other one, and then it was like, well, who the hell's Zappy? Did, did Zappy pop <laughs> you at the, at, the, at the Senior Bowl, Croc? Well, I knew who he was because, you know, a uh, little shameless plug, locked on NFL draft. But, you know, he led, he broke the record for most passing yards in the season in college football history. So, 
He is a guy who threw the ball around a lot. He had a receiver, uh, Stearns, who was solid, smaller, kind of shiftier, quicker uh, receiver that threw the ball a lot too. But, you know, just a guy where it's like, you know, Trey Lance to see it. Like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, Trey, get on your stuff, man. I'm not saying he won't. I love Trey. I think Trey Lance has an unbelievable high ceiling. But push him a little bit. Like, there is no – you can't you can't get comfortable with any of this stuff. Just draft Desmond Ritter in the second round. Really, really <laughs> just set the, set every set the entire internet on fire after with what oh, happened yeah. last year. Oh, that would that'd be fun just to see, like just as a joke. Like, what if Schefter on draft day? Oh, here's the pick is in. Oh, Niners are taking Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati just to watch people freak out, and he'd be like, "Just kidding." Yeah, there are people already freaking out. They're talking about uh, trade for uh, Aaron Rodgers, trade for this guy, trade for that guy. It's like, man, you yeah. guys just drafted this guy number three overall. Like he sat his rookie year. Okay. He's going to play now. It's just, time. I see a lot of those. I, I get a lot of those questions almost weekly. It's like, Hey, but what about Aaron Rodgers? Because, you know, I was like, no, that's, that's not, it's trade, dude. It's trade. Yeah. It is Trey Lance's team for better, or for worse for a while. So get used to it. That That is the way yeah. it's going to be. I think it could be pretty good too. I think it'd be pretty good. We were going to talk today about free agents, so we're pushing that show off to tomorrow. Thanks everybody for jumping on and, and making us your first listen every single day. Tomorrow's program, we're going to go through the list of 49ers free agents. Who should the 49ers resign and who can they let walk? We've got a ton of draft to talk about, more draft picks now for the 49ers to utilize. We've got a ton more to talk about in free agency outside free agents who the 49ers could bring in as well. Winky Wednesday coming up again this week. Some more guests, some more some more roundtable episodes. Some could be uh some could be pretty good if we're if we're able to line up all the guests that uh that I'd like to. By the way, your boy Anthony Lynn that you sat down, you shared food, you broke bread with it at Jets training camp crock. Maybe we can get Anthony Lynn on the show. Do you have his do you have his yeah. number still? Uh never had his number. <laughs> Gonna be like who? Mike Jones? No. <laughs> yeah, a 2012 Crocky be like, hey, I'm gonna have this podcast, and uh, I want you to come on someday. And he'd be like, what's a podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. Check me out doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, both daily and for free, right here on the network on all your favorite podcast apps. Locked On Bets. We've got the guys in LA. This week at the Super Bowl, the guys from Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams, and Locked On NFL. So tons of content coming your way. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for jumping in the live chat for all of you as well. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.